Hello everyone, welcome back to Plotlines. I'm your host Connor, and today we're going to talk about Avengers Endgame. Avengers Endgame was the culmination of 22 movies for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Something that has been built since Iron Man, or the first Iron Man, to all the way to Infinity War and ending with Endgame. Even though this is Phase 3, and Phase 3 won't exactly end until the next movie with Spider-Man, this feels more like an ending for a lot of other characters. And uh, I think overall, it was a spectacular movie, very funny, action-packed, and very dramatic. It was a fantastic movie-going experience, but it is important that you should probably seen all the movies, or at least most of the movies, or maybe, you know, all the Avengers movies might be helpful. I'm su- I would be surprised if anyone hasn't seen a good amount of these movies since they're so popular, but I guess some people are living under a rock, but that's a whole different problem. Anyways, I, w- after, I would stop now because I'm going to get into spoilers if you haven't seen the movie. I'm going to I'm going to take everyone through a f- through some of the main characters. I think I'm going to have to do a couple podcasts about the Endgame movie to discuss the future of the MCU and s- different characters and, you know, maybe small smaller stuff, but this is going to be general overall story and character moments. Now, I'm going to start with Iron Man. Iron Man has a great big conclusion in this movie. He, spoiler, again, spoilers, he dies at the end, sacrificing himself with the Infinity Gauntlet. He gets to say, he, he basically... He has to deal with failing in the beginning of the movie, failing to save everyone and dealing with the fact that half the half the universe has been destroyed or half the universe has been wiped out. And then Pepper is still alive and they eventually get married or they get married uh, off screen. And he has a kid, Morgan, and she is adorable. She does her part. The child acting's fine. It, it you know it's not it's not too necessary for the child acting to be great because you're focused on more on Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man and it's not as important of a plot point. It's important for his m- motivations, but she's not like a big character. She's more of a she's more of a like a a uh, plot plot point. She's She's just there to make Iron Man feel bad. Or not feel bad, but give him motivation. Anyways, um, everyone wants him to go back, or wants to go back time after Ant-Man comes back. And uh, to save everyone, he joins on the time, they do a time heist. The time heist is, is it's... It's pretty inter- it's pretty interesting cuz I was not expecting or I was expecting time travel but I was worried that it was going to be that it was going to be pretty bad because it's just time travel is not usually the best option for these types of movies they always mess things up and it's, 
it's it's maybe not as it's not I didn't think it'd be that fun, but it, it was really fun. It was funny because it was going through different different times, different you know different times in their history to go get the Infinity Stones because Thanos had destroyed the Infinity Stones, which was pretty interesting because we got uh we got Farmer Thanos and that was that was pretty cool, and then you know Thor Thor cut off his head and that that was pretty cool. Um, anyway, so, uh, Iron Man goes on these, uh, uh, goes on the, on the time heist, and they eventually bring everyone back and get the Infinity Stones, and then the main, the big fight ends with him, uh, wiping out Thanos' army, and that was very, that was very interesting ending, because it seemed, because they couldn't get rid of the stones, so they decided, or Tony decided to use it against the enemies, and his or and his uh, his interactions with uh, Spider Man and Doctor Strange at the end were very interesting because Doctor Strange didn't really do too much during the movie when he came when they snapped their fingers and brought him back, except for maybe fight in the battle uh, a little bit and. And defend and defend uh, people from water, from uh, you know that type of thing. So Doctor Strange wasn't used too much until he needed to tell Tony that this was the one shot they had for to save everyone and to win. And then Tony took that shot. I'm not exactly sure how Tony got the gauntlet from Thanos or got the stones from Thanos. That seemed extremely unclear and. Uh, it was it was weird. It 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 was supposed to be shocking, so I understand that that's why that was, but it it didn't really make much sense. Um him and Spider Man have that have an emotional uh you know, interaction uh before they fight. Tony is was really sad about the fact that Spider Man died under his watch, so when he came back and Spider Man didn't really know that didn't understand that he died and and Tony was really great. Was really happy to see him, and they hugged. And Spider Man was like, "Oh, this is nice." Like, like just like really, uh, just kind of. I don't know. Um, what's the word? Uh, he was just nonchalant, nonchalant about it. But but it meant a lot to Tony, and it meant a lot to him too. But it just like he was not expecting it, and it was it was a completely different. Uh, Tony feeling Tony because in the in Homecoming he was very distant with Spider Man in the sense of like like a father figure or like t- really taking care of him or being you know av- uh, emotionally available anything like that so a, a hug was really nice and then you know his death it uh, the second time I watched it actually was uh, I felt it was a lot more emotional for me but. Uh, in the first first time, I just thought it was sort of awkward with Gwyneth Paltrow, the way she consoled him. It was just kind of strange. I didn't think it was, or I felt, felt that it was kind of odd, And but I get what they were going for. She wanted to make sure he felt calm or happy with the way things ended because she knew he was going to die, and that's sad. And, you know, it's just like, it's that's just kind of you know that's his stories and 
he left a hologram to talk for a little bit. And that's a possibility what they could use him in the future. They could have him just be a, um, a hologram and just talk to them and help them out, even though he's dead. And that, that could be interesting. That was used in a couple comics, and that, um, that might be pretty useful. Anyways, uh, moving on to Captain America. Captain America has a bigger, uh, um, a bigger part in this movie compared to Infinity War, where in Infinity War he really wasn't the f focus, but instead he was a background character. But in this movie, he takes on a much bigger role in trying to convince Iron Man to go on the mission to find the Infinity Stones from the past, as well as leads the mission to kill Thanos in the very beginning of the movie, which is very, which is very important because it sets up the jump, which they jump like five years. Or, or four years? Five or four years, something like that. And then... They, he is trying to help adjust people to their different circumstances, which is very sim similar to what happened to him. He w had to adjust to new circumstances when he came out of the ice after his, the, his first movie. So it is very interesting to see him on the other side of these things. And he really is... He's kind of the counts. He counsels people in the, in the beginning of this movie, and helps people figure out where they're gonna go. And then when he figures out what he wants to do, he then pushes everyone to that direction, which is being heroic and participating in the time heist. When Ant Man comes out of his car, meets his uh, daughter, who is now. Uh, much older because, you know, she was previously younger, but now after a couple years, a couple, the year, the jump, he, she is much older, and, and it, it's very adorable, but it's also kind of weird because, you know, you don't really know her, and it's almost like, is that her, or is it not her, like, it's just kind of weird leading up to it, but once that happens... Everything's all everything's all good, and then uh, he becomes the one also pushing for time travel because he has the idea to use pin particles and the quantum realm to go back in time to get the infinity stones. Which Ant Man is much better than he or he's much better in these movies or you know the movies outside of his own movies. Which is kind of funny. Which is similar to Doctor Strange. There's a lot of characters that, weirdly enough, always seem to be better in movies that aren't their own. Because, maybe it's because the directors are really good at using them. I don't know. It, it just seems like they're not as fun or, or, you know, just used in a not as fun way. Anyway, so Cap leads them on that. He also leads, uh leads Thor and Iron Man into a three-on-one duel with Thanos, 
when Thanos time travels to come get them. It's very it's a very confusing story to tell because it's just kind of hard to jump around, you know, with these characters. But um Captain America leads them. He he gets his shield broken by Thanos because Thanos has this awesome, this crazy awesome sword, double sword, double I don't know, it's double-handed or no, it's not double-handed. He uses one hand, but it's double-sided or one-sided but like two two I don't know, two like a Two, no, two blades. Two blades, one-sided, I don't know. And then he breaks it. He must, that must have been a really strong metal to be able to break down vibranium. But Cap also then shows that he's worthy by being able to pick up Mjolnir in a battle, which is extremely impressive. I had told some people that that might happen in in a future uh, movie, but I was not expecting it when it happened in this movie, which I thought was pretty impressive. So, kudos to them for not having me think that was going to happen before it did, and keeping me actually pretty surprised. It's pretty cool watching Captain America use lightning and uh, using a hammer and a shield at once, and that's and that was pretty cool. So that was pretty cool. Um, Cap then leads the army of the people that were that were supposedly or or supposed to be dead, but then came back after the snap and eventually sees as Tony sacrifices himself. Cap then, uh, or when during the time heist, Cap and Iron Man meet two people that are very important. To them Cap, or Cap sees Peggy Carter and Iron Man meets his father, which is very important and a really nice moment. And should have told people that you know he was gonna die. But I wasn't thinking that necessarily during the movie. And that's, an, again, another thing that I really like about this movie is that I'm not thinking ahead during the movie to be like, oh, maybe this is going to happen or that's going to happen because I was really, I was just, you know, stuck in the movie really, you know, really focused. Anyway, so Cap and then Cap then eventually. They stop Thanos and get the stones back, and they have to bring the stones back to the past, and so he does that, and then doesn't come back. He doesn't come back. He instead stays with Peggy and has a a life with her, and then comes somehow comes back. I'm not really sure how that works because the time travel doesn't seem very consistent. If that's if that's what happened, I I I really don't know. It's possible that he like jumped to a different timeline and then jumped back to the same timeline and just that timeline is the timeline with Peggy and Cap having a long relationship but it's kind of weird I guess maybe Mjolnir must have been dropped off back at Asgard or something but it doesn't really make sense that they had to bring the stones back because it seemed to me that what happened was that you know, it just created another, another timeline. I guess I guess he could be fixing the timeline in the sense of the stones, but I don't know how he got back to those specific or that specific timeline that they already altered. So I don't I don't really know how that works, but it just seems kind of inconsistent. But it it is possible that there is a logical explanation. It just 
doesn't really seem like there's much of that, but who knows. Anyways, so uh, Cap, event, Cap comes back old, and then he gives the shield, fixed shield, obviously, to uh, Sam, which I was, I was kind of, uh, I wasn't sure who I wanted the, the shield to go to, who I wanted to be the next Captain America, so I, I was kind of hoping that they would just not give the shield to anyone, and Cap was just old, and, you know, he had the shield, and the other guys just went their separate ways, but I guess, but it's fine that Sam became Cap, I just, I, both of those characters, uh, Bucky and Sam, have uh, it's it's it would be cool to see both of them as Captain America. But to me, there really is only one Captain America, and that's Steve Rogers. So who knows? And then um, Falcon and uh, uh, Winter Soldier are getting their own TV series, so on the Disney streaming service. So I don't really know how that's going to affect this scene that they just dealt with, so who knows, you know, they might, um, they might just, and it's called Falcon and Winter Soldier, so I don't really know how that's gonna work, um, anyways, so, uh, that's where they leave Cap, it'd be interesting to know if there was, like, uh, uh, like, a if Cap had, like, a child or something, that would be interesting, that'd be a nice twist, I actually thought that uh, at the funeral or whatever, at the ceremony or whatever, at the, you know, sending away Tony, um, I thought in the background, I thought maybe, oh, that might be Cap's kid, but it wasn't, it was, uh, Harley from Iron Man 3, so I was kind of, I was like, oh, maybe that's, you know, that's Cap's son, but no, it's not, I thought that would be cool, but it's, it's not, so sad, um, and then, uh, Thor, has a very interesting start because he kills Thanos in the beginning and then he goes into basically this, you know, um, you know, drunk, uh, um, hibernation and becomes fat and plays a lot of Fortnite and Korg is really funny. Korg and Mika are in the movie and that was, that was pretty great. And Thor, Thor has to deal with the fact that he failed and that's really interesting and it's not, he is a funny character in this movie but there are a lot of moments that are very serious with him, and you know he eventually he goes back in time in the time heist and meets it or talks with his mother, and it that's a very beautiful moment. And even though he is pretty funny, it is very serious, and it's a, it's a, he does a really good job, and he has to learn that he is has to, or he's got to be a hero, uh, his own way, and which I'm kind of sad because. He, uh, well, he eventually gets Mjolnir and does, he fights Thanos with Mjolnir and, uh, and, uh, what is it, uh, Stormbreaker, which was pretty impressive, and then he gives Mjolnir basically to, uh, Cap to use, um, which was really fun, and just Cap, Iron Man, and Thor, the big three fighting Thanos was really great, and a great way to, like, end it for those th guys, and I thought that was really awesome. Because, you know, they are the hallmarks of this of this universe and it's important to show that they they were the leaders and they were the strong they were the strongest and they were the best. And that that was pretty impressive that they did that. And it was done so well and really exciting. 
And they did seem a little... He, Thor was a lot weaker in this movie, I guess, because he was fat. So, I guess if you make Thor fat, even though he has, like, two hammers, he's weaker. I, there are some inconsistencies with that. And, uh, you know, also Iron Man was able to take down, take on Thanos mano y mano, even though uh, Thanos had, I think, three Infinity Stones in Infinity War, but then... He could barely beat him, or or he couldn't beat him, sorry. He couldn't, you know, he needed three, there needed three people to fight Thanos uh, in this movie. So I thought that was a little inconsistent, but it, uh, but I guess it had to be there for, you know, the sense of danger and the, you know, and him to be, or, you know, the feeling that things were, you know, getting worse because it's, you know, it starts off when they, or they, they think they brought everyone back and everything's really nice. And then Thanos comes out of, uh, no, or out of nowhere from a different timeline, even though, he, you know, since he's dead in, in the, in the main timeline and then blows everyone up and, uh, with, uh, rockets from his ship and that, you know, that was a big that was a big surprise for them <laughs> not really for the uh not really for the viewer because you could see that coming earlier um but anyway so that was interesting they needed to make a big threat and then uh them fighting thanos was pretty good anyways um Thor then really doesn't really have much to do after the big fight, and then uh, he joins the Guardians of the Galaxy after he gives the makes or makes Valkyrie the queen of New Asgard, which I think is interesting. But I was kind of sad to see that happen because it feels like Thor should be the king of Asgard. So I think there might be a whole nother storyline where he eventually comes to realize that it's his time even though he already had that, but I don't know. They might not retread the same uh, the same stuff, which is kind of sad because he was a, he was a very good uh, king, I thought. So it, it would be interesting to see that again. But, but I'm interested in the way they leave him with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I hope, I hope it's a whole, he's in, I hope he's in the whole, whole Guardians of the Galaxy movie. And then I'm hoping for a Thor 4, because of because uh, Chris Hemsworth has said that he's really interested in doing another another Thor movie, so I think that that's going to be really interesting. And so, th- yeah, so that's where we you leave Thor, um, Black Widow, and Hawkeye. Well, Hawkeye starts off with you know his uh, his family dying, and then he becomes all dark and grown and and like goes off and you know, kills, uh, like, large amounts of people, bad people that had lived through decimation, which is what they called the the wiping out of half the universe. And I thought that was interesting, and it felt like uh, Arrow Season 1, if you've seen uh, the TV show Arrow, it seems uh, very similar to that. And uh, because, you know, in Arrow, uh, green the Green Arrow character is... Uh, you know, kills people, and it's really dark, and that, that's what, uh, uh, Hawkeye fighting, 
fighting the people in Japan or, you know, fighting the mob in Japan. That's what that felt like. So that's what it's most comparable to me. To, to me. So, and then Natasha brings him in at, as she's been uh, leading basically the Avengers, the space Avengers, because Captain Marvel's with them and has been helping out. She's okay. She wasn't really that impressive. And, I, you know, I'm, I may be warming up to her a little bit more, but I thought she got a dumb haircut. And, you know, anyway, she seems way too powerful. And I don't think she's the future of the, you know, future of the MCU. She just doesn't seem to have that gravitas that comes along with Iron Man and Captain America and Thor. So I just don't see that happening. But she was fine. She didn't. She was part of this team that was uh, helping out or that was uh, discussing um, universe or galactic threats and stuff like that with Rocket and Nebula and uh, Okoye and um, as well as War Machine. Anyway, so uh, Natasha brings. Uh, Clint Hope, and then uh, they go and join the um, the time heist, and they go off together to Vormir to get the uh, get the uh, Soul Stone, and they have to do the whole Soul for Souls thing with uh, when just like uh, Thanos sacrificed Gamora, which was awful and. Infinity War, and they basically fight each other to decide who sacri- who gets who becomes the sacrificed person, and eventually, uh, uh, um, Black Widow is the one that jumps off and eventually and dies, and it's it's very sad, but it's, it doesn't have the same effect as the death of Gamora did in uh, in Infinity War because you kind of saw it coming, or at least you saw one person dying, so it's like. You know, it it was just who it was, and that was the real question. And then Clint has to go back to everyone with that on his shoulders, and he protects the Infinity Gauntlet or the new Infinity Gauntlet that they created to do the, to for the Hulk to sm- uh, snap his fingers to bring everyone back. And uh, he eventually ends it with uh, after Scarlet or after uh, Scarlet Witch comes back and fights Thanos, uh, and, om- and almost kills him, she would have if Thanos hadn't, like, sent, uh, some rockets at them, but anyway, so, uh, that's how that ends up, uh, and then Clint and her talk about her, about losses and vision and stuff like that, and that's kind of the way they end it, and it seems like Clint's gonna be training his daughter to be the next Hawkeye, and that's what that what a TV show is going to be about. So, a lot of TV series is to look forward to. Um, there wasn't really... There's not too much to talk about everyone else. I, I'll probably cover that in a, a different video. I really loved uh, um, Valkyrie on the Pegasus. I'm a real fan of Pegasus. Pegsi, I guess. They are really fun. I love flying horses and just that whole that whole aesthetic is really cool. I love the Asgardians and I want to see more of new Asgard and, and you know watch them rebuild and I think that will be a really cool thing to see, especially for uh, Thor four and and that's kind of what I'm hoping for. So uh, so that's that's kind of the general review of 
Endgame. It was great. Everyone should have seen it. And I don't know why you continued this long if you haven't seen it. But uh, this is... This was Connor for Plotlines. Have a great day. Bye.